0: Hi, everyone. I'm really excited about our guest today. On the show today is Gretchen Bickert, and I had the opportunity to meet her in person at the Afterlife Awareness Conference uh, this year, 2019, in Salt Lake City, Utah. She was at the Afterlife Conference in Orlando, Florida, 2018, and she was one of the yoga instructors and sound healers that was uh, providing... Uh, stuff for people there but this year in 2019 she was a presenter and you guys can check out her training through path11productions.com slash ac 2019 and Gretchen and I also had a fun little talk which is a bonus material at the conference that is also available uh, there as well but she did this amazing presentation about animals, uh, healing animals, her relationship with her dog, um, Ernie. I hope I'm getting that right. Right. It's Ernie. Yes. Uh, My gosh, it made me cry. She got a reading by Suzanne Northrup, the medium. And Ernie came through at the end of the conference. That's also recorded. It was awesome. But this is an amazing woman who has phenomenal energy. I loved being around her and talking with her. She has extensive um, knowledge in the field of healing. want to tell you a little bit about that Um, her background includes the diploma for sound healing with groups training in sound therapy working with individuals uh, certification in kundalini yoga and meditation reiki three reiki master aromatherapy crystals and end-of-life doula she is uh, also has grief counselor certifications she is working on completing her acupressure for animal certifications that's going to be uh, finishing up in october of 2019 and she has also uh, done amazing work with the sound healing academy in london and she does a lot of sound healing so gretchen so great to have you on our show and to talk with you again
1: yes thank you for having me here i really appreciate the opportunity to talk about something very close to my heart
0: yeah, and we can we can go anywhere we want with our conversation because I know uh, in Salt Lake City, Utah, With the Afterlife Awareness Conference, that was really focused on you talking about the bereavement of pets and your connection um, to your dog and your animals. But you are so much more than that, and we didn't get a chance too much to also talk about, like, your doula training and the sound healing, uh, the essential oils. I know you touched on that in your training just a little bit, but – so, I mean, you're just loaded with lots of fun stuff that we can talk about. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, it's up to you. Uh, you know, you'd want me to share here. Um, you know, I, what, it's interesting because, you know, when I was doing my training and then I'm like, oh, well, I'd really like to move into, you know, learning acupressure. And how about and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I feel like I'm all over the map here. And it really has turned out that everything connects and ties together in um, just the fundamental knowledge that where we are all energy us animals and these modalities all work together so with my sound healing um wow. you know that really showed how you know something that you think about sound music vibration how that in itself can be so healing and then you, everything that i learned through sound healing comes back To me, when I start learning Reiki and flower essence, so all of these really work together in a beautiful way of healing and they need to all be included.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. So maybe, maybe let's start with the animals, because I know that our listeners are animal lovers too. Uh the people that we've had on the podcast that we're talking about acupuncture with animals and um, other things of that sort. I, those are always really well listened. So why don't we start a little bit with let's talk about Ernie, because he's just so sweet. And I love the story of him and how you really used all these different modalities um, when he got sick during his transition.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it all really started with, you know, I was already doing, I was teaching yoga, I was working at the zoo, I was um, certified in uh, using herbs and um, hadn't really dived in, dove in, dove in <laughs> jumped in to um, Reiki and some of these other things, but it turned out that they came to me as Being able to beautifully support Ernie, and he really was the catalyst for change for me and got me moving forward into the grief certification and um, starting the acupressure, etc. When Ernie got sick, Ernie, my dog, who had had for 14 years, when he was diagnosed with lymphoma, um, first of all, was just such a great shock, as it would be to anyone who has a beloved animal especially one that they're really close to and Ernie as I talked about in Salt Lake was like a person you know I always felt like he was like a person in a dog's body the way that he was able to communicate with me and I was able to really listen to what he had to say to me so when he had his diagnosis um, of lymphoma it was my first awareness of what anticipatory grief was. And I didn't even know what it was. Um, It was through searching grief and et cetera, that I found out why I was feeling so down and depressed, almost like he had already left the planet. That's how deep the pain was. And finding the label anticipatory grief right there was a big eye opener in um, how illness affects us. Um, as people, as humans. And so through the process of supporting him and myself, that's when I really started to dive in deeper with the um, flower essences and using alternative modalities. He was getting acupuncture, which I saw to be such a marvelous healing modality for him which led me to to getting um certified in acupressure which i'm still currently working on um, but it was something that i wanted to be able to support other animals in and just to a side note as far as acupuncture for animals goes you do have to be a dvm in order to practice acupuncture for animals. But with acupressure, you simply need to go through the certification. And I say simply, but it's actually very, it's very deep, it's taking me a while. Um, But learning about traditional Chinese medicine and how that all works together with balancing the animals. And so with Ernie, he, he was my catalyst. He lit the fire through his Dying process, I learned so much about how are we present with those who are terminal and dying? How can we use other modalities to not necessarily fix our animals or spend all of the energy on I must heal you? I call it going to crazy fix it island, which takes a lot of our energy up, but rather to say, okay, this is where we're at. This disease at this current state of time is really not curable. He can go into remission and I can support him. And it was an acknowledgement for me of the cycle of life and death and learning to let go of the expectation or outcome and just be present and accept each day that he was with me with gratitude and grace. And I can see that now, but I will be honest during the time, it wasn't always filled with gratitude and it wasn't always filled with grace. It was a real struggle of resisting what was happening. But going through that with Ernie was such a gift and a blessing because it helped to guide me when my mom um, ended up in the hospital and subsequently dying and my father, who had Parkinson's and was going through hospice. There were beautiful reminders to come back to the present moment and just be there for supportive care, just be there to be present and enjoy the moment and not jump ahead to these people or pets being gone in your life, but saying, okay, we have, we have now. And, and that's really all that we have. How do we make this now the best now that we can? How can we live as fully and comfortably as possible as ourselves? And how can they live as fully and comfortably as possible as the beings that they are? So it, Ernie was just like an amazing thing. He died um, over six years ago and he's still here. Here we are talking about him and the lessons that he brought and um, the, the learning and the inspiration he's brought to so many people um, in his life and even after his life.
0: Yeah, and I remember, you know, one of the things that I took from your presentation, because I happened to be in the room filming that one, too, which I was excited about, was also about how important it was, you know, as the owner of this animal that was making the transition to be very present with him. And, and you really trying to navigate some of that panic or some of that um, like you said, like that, fix it, right? Come on, just stay. I just want you to stay, but just to be in the presence of the animal, uh, showing up for them, leaning into it and allowing them to just kind of feel your support while they were going through their own transition and process.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, um, I found it to be such a great gift and, you know, some people, unfortunately we lose people, we lose pets in our lives due to accidents and trauma. And we don't have that opportunity to say goodbye or to be present. And I was gifted this opportunity of being able to say, Okay, I know it's I'm faced with this now, what do I do with this information? And we got a couple of choices and that's to just fall into this deep sadness of knowing that our loved one is gonna be dying, which of course we need to spend time processing. that and in fact, just to say, I did. I allowed myself. I said, okay, I'm. I'm going to take some time, and I am going to crawl in a ball, and I'm going to sob my eyes out, and I'm going to really go deep with this pain and be present with it. And then I'm going to just take a deep breath and do what I can to be present with Ernie, with with him being here, and the same, you know, with with my mom and with my dad. And it's really easy for us to jump ahead to the future and the pain that is looming instead of saying, well, wait a minute, I have right now. Right, and exactly. it sounds interesting to say, but part of my mantra was there will be plenty of time for tears later. But right now I have Ernie to be with or my mother or my father or whomever it was.
0: Yeah. I love that mantra. That's actually really, really nice. I bet that's going to touch quite a few people listening to this too. Um, you know, and a- another direction that might be really good to go in because I don't think I've had the opportunity to talk to someone that has as much, um, you know, experience that you have. In the healing realms and trying to incorporate them in with uh, animals, um, you know, through my Reiki training, I, in the training I always say, "Yep, you know, you can do Reiki on animals, you could do Reiki on plants, your food, your water, and stuff like that." But I, <sighs> and I have uh, given Reiki to my own animals, as one is choking on his bone right now and <laughs> <coffee. Of> coughing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but you know, I've never, I've never decided to go beyond my animals uh to give them reiki but i had uh somebody come in and tell me that they were interested in working more on animals and she picked up a book and i know that she listens to the podcast um frequently and she was also saying that the the anatomy of the um animal is a little bit different with the chakra system as well so i'm not sure if there's anything that you can share with us about maybe reiki and animals and what you're learning with the acupressure Um, and animals and maybe we can even go into the essential oils as well because these might be things that people aren't really thinking or might be their first mode of um, healing because usually we will bring them to the vet and we want some of that medical care and that medical intervention and but these are also really nice things that can bring comfort and help uh, to our animals so can you talk a little bit more about Reiki with animals and maybe the acupressure
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, for Reiki and animals, since animals are like very sensitive to our energy, our emotions and our mental state, the beautiful thing about Reiki is it allows us to be in this state of presence. And um, it's true that the the animal's chakra system is a little bit different than ours. However, I don't feel like people need to go and study and know exactly which chakra they're working on in which area they're working on necessarily. Of course, it's quite interesting. We can get more specific, but I like to keep it simple. And I think with animals, they like to keep it simple. So when we're offering reiki and we're allowing ourselves to be in that space right there we'll experience an energetic shift because to because you're a reiki master you know that when you allow yourself to come into that space of offering and being reiki instead of doing reiki we're being reiki we embrace this connection to non-judgment, to compassion, no expectation, and to the flow. When we're offering Reiki, the one thing we need to do, first off, is what? Let go of any resistance. And so that right there clears this open channel, allows the blocks, brings us into a peaceful place where when we offer this energetics, we're not there to fix the animal, because really animals don't see themselves as necessarily broken, right? We're just there to say, Hey, I'm going to meet you where you are. I'm going to allow a flow. And then you as the animal have the opportunity, the option and the choice to let the healing flow wherever your being needs it to go. Right? So it's like, the universe knows what's going on. The cosmos knows what's going on. But it's a big wheel. It's, it's like they need to have the choice to decide, do I want to even accept this Reiki? Or maybe this is, I'm good where I'm at, right? So I think that that's what the most important thing to remember when we're offering healing to our animals is that we're not there to come in in a forceful fashion, but it's really more about surrendering and allowing whatever healing or changes or shifts to occur will occur and to let that be. Well, we're never going to fail at that because there's no winning or losing in this. It's just a place of allowing. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely, I think perfectly said. Love it. Yes.
1: So, you know, with that, when we we talk about acupressure, we we are a little bit more specific in where we put our hands and where we apply the pressure in the acupoints for a potential desired outcome. But in traditional Chinese medicine, it really flows along with Reiki and other energetic modalities in that we're still looking at the whole being and allowing the flow of the system, that it's not one specific thing we're trying to change. We're trying to bring everything back in to balance, balancing the yin and the yang. So when animals are sick, um, when they're in that end of life, of course the system may be out of balance but we also accept that this energetic flow is beginning to wane and so we're there to support and provide comfort and there are acupoints that for instance you know bladder 60 or kidney 3 which are located um Right at the base of the Achilles tendon, the back of the hock, you know, we can rub those with intention to allow some pain relief and comfort. Um, and it allows for calming and just a general wellness at that point. But we're talking about palliative and hospice care. Really what we're doing is, again, it's not a fix-it thing. It's a, it's a comfort thing. It's bringing us to the present moment and allowing the comfort. And I found acupressure and you, know, you don't have to go through the certification or training to be able to know and to use a few of these points. You know, there's another point um, that is along the spine between the lumbar and um, the sacrum. So on, on a dog like right above its tail, just even resting our hand there on this by way point provides a lot of calming for the animal. And you can also be in that space of, of Reiki because when we're offering Reiki, as I mentioned before, we bring us ourselves to this place of presence and open and allowing. And so acupressure um, I have found to just be very beautiful. Now, some dogs, when they're not feeling well, they really don't want you to touch them. And so, again, Reiki is beautiful because we don't even have to have our hands on them. We can just be in the space of flow. So if you are uh, listening to this call right now and you're like, well, I'm not Reiki trained. I don't know acupressure. It's perfectly fine. Meditating with your animals and getting calm and being in that space and just being a connection of the, the cosmic flow is more than enough. The animals feel that you're connecting with them. And animals connect to us through their hearts, through that love. So we're doing energy work or we're doing animal communication. We're going to make this connection through the heart space, through that love that we feel for our animals. And it allows us to get out of our heads. It allows us to have space from the, the, the grief or emotions that tend to take over when our animals are sick and dying and just be there in this place of perfect peace. And really, if you want to just like grind every healing modality down to its center, that's the vibrational essence that we're getting to. Right. So it's almost like you think about it and you can go, well, is the healing modality really what is doing the work or is the healing modality and my attentions using it, bringing me to this place of zero, the zero point where healing is just open and available, you know, something to kind of think about.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point. And, you know, I know that you had uh, covered a little bit on essential oils, too, which I think is a big thing, you know, at the essential oils movement, I think everyone at this point probably has at least one bottle of essential oils in their house. But, you know, there, I know that there's been some not really controversy, but it's important to know that not all essential oils or plants, um, you know, are good for animals, that some can be toxic. Uh, you were also talking about, which I want to look more into the flower essences, which is a little bit different, but was hoping that maybe you can share a little bit more of your knowledge about essential oils that uh, could be good or ones that um, we should not be using and maybe what you used on Ernie that was really helpful for him and and the flower essence uh, aspect of it, which is a little bit, I understood that to be a little bit different from the essential oils uh, with the flower essences.
1: Yeah. Well, I actually prefer using um, the flower essences with animals. Um, You know, when we think about animals, especially dogs and what their strongest sense is and it would be their sense of smell. (laughs) So they really, you know, a small amount goes a very long way. Now, there are some beautiful essential oils that can be used. And I used them a lot more with my mom's dog, Samson, um, German Shepherd, in the space, in the room for calming. Frankincense is a really beautiful one to use, um, as well as Lavender is another beautiful, calming one. And we're talking about palliative and hospice care, A lot of the oils that I used were really more for anxiety or, you know, with another dog I had, there was, she had canine cognitive disorder. So there was really a need for calming. And, um, but I, I guess I have to say that I lean more towards flower essences as opposed to the essential oils. The essential oils are really great. For us and keeping us calm Mm -hmm. and also in the space, in the room, keeping this energetic um, flow within the room. And there's a couple that you can use, especially for if you're in the situation of euthanasia um, that are really beautiful blends of like frankincense and cypress and rose, um, which are beautiful, or chamomile is beautiful to use, and myrrh, um, but we want—we don't want to overwhelm an animal that's already in this space, you know, unless we're using it for a specific purpose of trying to, like, heal or remove something, or for pain, you know, there are some essential oils that can be used um, that are great for um, pain situations, but I really at those times, try to keep it simple as far as not too many different smells coming in the room. Now, flower essences, on the other hand, don't use, there's no part of the flower that is in the flower essence. It's basically the essence of the flower so they don't have any physical substances taken from the plant no physical part of the flower it's just the healing vibration and years ago I was like what how can that be and so I'm like well I'm gonna try this and so I started with buck flower rescue remedy which most people are familiar with and it's an absolutely wonderful flower essence if you don't have any flower essences on you and you don't know anything about them, go and buy Bach Flower Remedy for animals and make sure you get the one for animals because it's made with glycerin as opposed to alcohol. And it can be used in all sorts of situations. It's like the go-to flower essence. um, And it's for all sorts of um, acute situations and for stress. So if we've got an animal who's not well, like for Ernie, when he went to like his chemo appointments or he went for acupuncture, and he loved going to acupuncture, so that wasn't an issue. But I always wanted to make sure that he was calm and without stress, and so we would use we use Rescue Remedy all of the time. And Rescue Remedy is a combination of um, five different essences that are mixed together pre-made easy to use and it's really great to use for animals that may need to go to the vet or they're feeling anxiety and use it yourself (laughs) you know all of these things can also be used for yourself and then you can get more specific with the flower essences as well so there are blends for when you're a caregiver so if you are needing support and needing to find that peace when you're caring for um your animal or another animal in a palliative care situation um there are essences like honeysuckle which allows you to be present and not you know cling to that, Um, oh my gosh, my animal's gonna die. And that's all you can think about. We get lost in our anticipatory grief of the impending or possible death. And so we can use honeysuckle to embrace the moments and pink yarrow for boundaries. I mean, there's so many different essences available now um, that can be um, so helpful and beneficial. And like I said, if you are like, whoa, I'm so overwhelmed, I just don't have time to to think about um, what ones to use, we can use the go-to, which is the um, Bach Flower, which is beautiful. And you can go to, there's a great website, the Flower Essence Society. If you go to their website, there's all sorts of great information. They have a beautiful book that talks about all of the essences they have created. There's like over 170 now, and you there's a there's an essence for anything. It's kind of like the saying with essential oils. People would say, "I have an oil for that," or "I have an herb for that," <laughs> yeah. right? Well, uh-huh. there's a flower essence for that. And what I really really love about it, as opposed to essential oils, which there are, you know, certain ones in certain certain say, certain situations that would be contraindicated. You know, especially with cats. Cats, you know really, really sensitive to the essential oils, the flower essences are so gentle that you don't have to worry about the contraindications, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's the last thing we want to have to worry about. Well, is this going to work with this? Is this going to work with that? And remember I had a beautiful, um, integrated vet that I worked with, um, with Ernie. And, you know, when she had suggested, you know, the the box flower, I said, well, what are contraindications? She's like, nothing, no contraindications. It's beautiful to use. You use it, you know, the one thing to remember is um, less, more often, you wouldn't like say, oh, we really need to take care of this, take the whole bottle. It's more about, you know, four drops, four or five times a day. It's all about this whole gentle, I mean, flower essences really embrace the philosophy that I was speaking of earlier of just this gentle allowing and not forcing things. Um, so yeah, flower essences, I would highly recommend. I've used them myself. And that's when I really was like, wait, what? When I found the shift in myself using them and then found shifts in animals using them and animals don't lie. So that's another beautiful thing about energy work in animals. They're either going to allow it and have a shift with it, or they're going to say, nah, not for me right now. But when they show result, when there's a result that comes from using different energy work, I mean, it blows you away because you're like, holy cow, they're not going to make stuff up, right? There's like no placebo effect. With animals, right? That's, you know, I'm kind of jumping all over the place here. I feel like, but if we want to go back to like the acupressure, I brought Ernie in for a treatment one day, and he was just really feeling low, and his energy was low, and I was a little bit concerned. And I brought him in to see Dr. King, and she's like, "Well, let's just let's do some, let's do a little bit of acupuncture, let's see." And by the end of the session, he was a completely different dog. His energy completely shifted. He was in a completely different space. It was like, what just happened? And that's what really sold me on the acupuncture, even though I'd had it done before and I was, I was all in. Apparently I wasn't all in because I was so amazed at what could happen in 20 minutes. Wow, blew me away, and so now I'm acupuncture, acupressure, you know, laser. Those I'm like, yeah, try it, definitely try it. And if it's not the correct one, you'll know. Your animal will let you know,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly.
1: Not lie to you, you know. It's yeah. The same thing with Reiki. You know, we we ask permission. You know, I'm here. I'm going to offer this flow. And some dogs are like no, I'm really, I'm good. This is where I'm at. You know, I'm good. Just, just be with
0: me. Yeah. Well, and I would love for people to, um, get that full training that you gave at the afterlife awareness conference. So hopefully they'll check that out on our website. And I know that you have a website too. When we were there in Utah, you were still working on it. There were some issues. Um, is your website up and running yet?
1: I got it back up. Yay still, I'm still building it and I'm still adding things to it. Um, I really want to get, um, number one, some links up there for people to go to, um, find out these simple things that they can do for themselves. Um, because when I remember back with Ernie, you know, I, I already was familiar with certain modalities. I was somewhat familiar with the flower essence but not completely and I was already of course a sound um, healer so I was already using sound so we used sound with with Ernie um, in calming but you, you, at that point you don't really have time to learn everything there is to know about everything you know and, and nor should you your your time at at you know, at that point, needs to be really spent being present with your animals. So I'd love to be able to provide um, information and go-tos that make it simple to say, okay, I can, that's easy, I can add that in. Yeah, that's easy, I can add that in. And what I found for me, what was so helpful is feeling like there was something I could do. It took away that complete and total helpless feeling. It's like, okay, I was empowered. You know, let's sit together and do this. And with my dog, Charlotte, who was the next dog that um, I ended up diving into, to work with. And then Samson, my mom's dog, it was like, okay. And I was able to, you know, provide my sister with certain things. You know, I'd go to Michigan to visit her and, and my mom's dog Samson. And I'm like, well, you know, here's a tuning fork and you can use it like this. And here's a couple of acupoints and here is um, some flower essences. And for you, there's this, you know, put this in your water. And it, it allows us to feel like we, we're not alone. And we have a way to take care of ourselves and remember to comfort ourselves along with the animals. And it's really all about the empowerment. I think you don't, it's so, you feel so lost and out of control, like, Oh my gosh, what can I do? And, we go down, like I said before, crazy fix it island. And that just takes so much energy away from the time that we can spend being here and now and just enjoying
0: being present. Right, exactly. Now, are you working with both humans and animals or you know, if people wanted to give you a call or contact you or run something by you, I think it'd be good to let our listeners know where are you actually located and what services are you providing to animals and humans and um and how people can get a hold of you?
1: Yes. Um okay, I'm in Mesa, Arizona, but I do talk to people over the phone. I see um, clients, individuals one-on-one doing, um, using sound therapy and Reiki and other flower essences for people. Um, and that as far as animals um, offering um, support for palliative care or end of life, um, um, the for instance, my dog's um, babysitter, her dog, Rob, when Rob ended up at end of life, he had degenerative myelopathy. She had called and asked me to go with her for her uh, euthanasia appointment with Rob. So we spent some time planning. What did that look like? And how can we, um, Create ritual and ceremony around this. Are there prayers? Are is there anything you want to bring? And she wasn't able to do this at her home. She wanted to do this at the office, at the vets, and we made that beautiful for Rob. You know, time setting aside time to say goodbye and share stories, and um, as well as afterwards providing support. And then um, ceremony when she, uh, a couple of months later, did a ceremony memorial at her house. And then I've also worked with people over the phone after um, dogs have passed to do like death rites or a releasing ceremony and support in that way, um, as well as if an animal's been diagnosed and OK, what? What can we do right now? What can, how can we, become present and how can we support ourselves and our animals during this time? So whether it's in person or over the phone, um, I'm available for um, all of those kinds of things. And um, there's a contact form on my website, and people can also shoot me an email. Um, either one of those is is perfectly fine.
0: Great, and her website for those of you listening here, maybe you're at your computer, is gretchenbickert.com. G-R-E-T-C-H-E-N, B as in boy, I-C-K-E-R-T as in Tom, and um, and if you guys would like a little discount to the Afterlife Awareness Conference, uh, you can use the coupon code Podcast Ten. That'll get you ten percent off of the price that we have on there right now, and you can get there by going to path11productions.com com um, slash ac, two thousand and nineteen. So, Gretchen, thank you so much. It was great to reconnect again and to hear your voice. And I hope that we see you again soon. Are you planning on going to Chicago um, in two thousand twenty? Yay! Yeah. All right.
1: Uh, yes, indeed. And um, I do hope. I mean, there's so much more information in um, the presentation that you guys. Yeah filmed while at the conference, this is just sort of like a little part of it. Yeah. (laughs) There's so much that was covered in that, that, you know, goes into so much more detail and, um, really beneficial stuff that can help you through this process. And, you know, I, I do want to point out that all of these things that we do for our animals and the stuff that I shared can also, um, be used with in people. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, absolutely. all absolutely beautiful for this palliative end of life and all about honoring and being present.
0: Well, thank you so much, Gretchen. And, uh, I'm sure we'll have you back on the podcast and we will also see you next year yes. um, in June.
1: Yeah. I'm super looking forward to that. I mean, it would be fantastic to, do um a segment where we just talk about those signs from the afterlife?
0: Yeah, that would be fun.. <laughs> I, love it that.
1: Fine. I mean, and, and you know, the ones that Ernie shared with me, but we're not going to get into that because that's going to be like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. And if they want to see some of that, then they have to, they have to check out your, uh, your presentation. So
1: oh, I did share that in there.
0: Yeah, you did. You did. All right, my dear. Well, thanks so much, uh, for being here with me today. And, uh, I hope you have a great weekend.
1: You too. Thanks so much.
0: Thanks for listening to the Path 11 podcast today. I hope you all enjoyed this show. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon page, I'd like you to do so because we are going to start putting some content over there that is only for our Patreon subscribers. You can get content for as little as donating a dollar a month and it could just be a one-time donation. We have other freebies over there that you can get depending upon how much you would like to donate. And again, it could be a one-time donation or you can continue to keep your subscription on a monthly basis at that donation level, but I just put my MBT immersive experience, which was a four-day intensive meditation training in Tennessee with physicist Tom Campbell. I was listening to binaural beats, going to altered states of consciousness, having out-of-body experiences and life-changing experiences that I was able to bring back uh, for myself, for my clients, for my friends that was just out of this world. So if you would like to listen to that, I'd like you to head on on over to path11podcast.com. You're going to see an orange button that says Patreon. Become a Patreon today and you can have access to that podcast. And I would like to remind you to head on over to path11productions.com and check out the membership that we have for the Afterlife Awareness Conference. We have over 25 hours of footage with amazing speakers like William Buhlman, Thomas John, Terry Daniel, Suzanne Geisman, Suzanne Northrup, Linda Fitch, uh, Austin Wells, just a few people uh, to name all that were amazing. These workshops are just so valuable. So I think that you would really enjoy it. It's also a great thing to think about to maybe give the gift to somebody who is struggling with grief. If you are looking for resources, this is a great conference to send people to to check out. And thanks again for listening today.